0: Today's program was brought to you by Le Creuset, made in France since 1925, the first and finest enameled cast iron cookware, a favorite for generations. For more information, visit lecreuset.com. That's L-E-C-R-E-U-S-E-T.com. You're listening to
1: Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn.
2: Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Recommended Reading with Food Book Fair. I am your host for today's show, Amanda Dell. I am the co-director of Food Book Fair. Today, we are desperately missing Kimberly, the other half of Food Book Fair. She's out and about doing her thing. We're sending her the best. And uh, in the meantime, we are holding down the mic, as they say, with an amazing guest. Again, you are listening to Recommended Reading with Food Book Fair on Heritage Radio Network. Um, And our guest today on the show, so exciting. This is actually her very first podcast. So we're (laughs) really breaking her in. Um, She is Rachel Krupa. She is a bi-coastal PR maven, the founder of Krupa Consulting. And her latest project is something that is very, very IRL. Uh, it's called the Goods Mart. It is a convenience store reimagined by Rachel. It has its first location opened in Silver Lake this past year in LA. And she just opened a New York location on Lafayette Street. So clearly we will have a lot to talk about. Um, she has tons to recommend in the <laughs> grab and go department. Um, so I'm very excited to hear about that. And I'm sure as you know, she is a PR professional, has also a lot to recommend in uh, what's, you know, what she's constantly refreshing on her page. Um so Rachel, officially welcome to the show. thank you. Oh
3: yes. Love this.
2: This is so fun. We just started. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Matt, Matt, our engineer. We got our sound effects back. So always
1: Thank God I found them.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um Cool. So yeah, Rachel, we're breaking you in for your first pod. I know,
3: and there's so much to look at and so (laughs) much to just like observe while I'm here.
2: Yeah, we are broadcasting live um, inside of a shipping container in the back of Roberta's, the pizza restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. So Heritage Radio Network, it's a member-supported radio station. Um, Definitely visit heritageradionetwork.org for more info. I'm so glad Rachel could join us. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So I think to get things started, we will um, talk about, you know, what we're both recommending. And we like to be a little broad with this. It can really be what you're reading, watching, listening to, um... Music that you're loving, other podcasts, um, any, like, regular reading that you always do, or even, like, what's lined up in your queue on your nightstand? Um so I can kick things off a little bit, or, okay, I'm going to yeah, get Yeah, kick gonna, it
3: off, and then let's just go back and forth, because yeah. I think I need to add a lot of things of what you're <laughs> going to say onto my
2: to-read list. Okay, sounds good. Oh, uh-oh, I don't even have any reading. this. I don't even have any reading. I wanted to just talk about this television show, Outlander. Ugh. But you don't know it, but that's okay. Um, you're going to get to know it. It's on a channel called Stars. Um, it is an adaptation of a series of books um, and <laughs> this show has a lot of spoilers, so I'm going to try to to get around that. It is about, essentially, it is about the relationship between a man and a woman, um, Jamie and Claire, Ooh. and Claire has discovered the ability to time travel. This is going to sound a little hokey, but it's really not. I feel like it's going <laughs> straight up to, like, I need to watch it tonight. <laughs> the, t- it, the time travel occurs between the 1740s and like the 1940s in I I guess in England in Scotland in Wales um and so it's kind of all about it's about so many things the history it's about their relationship um so it just the show just came back for its fourth season um and Jamie and Claire are actually headed to the U.S. so it's very exciting and this is in kind of you know um colonial America Uh, so it's really interesting to see how the show has treated this time period and is treating this time period in America versus the entire show which had had taken place in Great Britain before Um, I will quickly go over the parts that I'm really feeling about the (laughs) episodes one and two which have, have just aired one because of The storyline, but also time-related traveling, Claire is slightly older than Jamie. So number one, this is a win because I feel like it's so Mm -hmm. rare to see this narrative on television where um, the woman in the relationship is clearly older and the man then would therefore be younger. And I think they just approach this with it's very classy. Like Claire is a healer and she, in her modern life, was actually became a medical doctor. So then she's kind of like a super boss by like healing everyone with her, you know, with the limited supplies that she has. Yeah. So it's cool. So that part I love about the show. Um, and yeah, just, you know, the costuming. It's, it's really beautiful to watch and also the last thing i'll say about the show is that it's on this independent i guess fairly independent Uh channel and like they they are really able to go there and really push the limits of, of i think what television can do in terms of what they can show not only sexually but also violence you know wise and um some parts of it I can't watch. I'm very squeamish. So I'm always like turning away. And in this past week's episode, I was actually very like surprised at what they show. It was, it was very heart wrenching to me.
3: Well, I feel like just from what you said, I really want to see it <laughs> just because it does parallel a lot what's happening in the world today of just healing and just like the wellness movement of like healers and the medical industry at that time. But then also if you see the trends and this is my PR side coming out, it's the trend of it being acceptable, not even acceptable, but like you're seeing more powerful women like dating men that are younger and not necessarily older than them, which is like a completely different topic. But it's interesting to have this parallel right now, but then dated back to whichever century you said. It's just interesting because it parallels to where we are now. I'm sure when they filmed it, because it's what I look when I watch films, it's like they filmed it probably a year ago and
2: even longer
3: Hmm. of,
2: it was forward thinking. I never thought about it that way, actually. Yeah. So this is taking place in about the mid 1700s. So like before the revolutionary war in North Carolina is where we're set at the moment. Um, So they're referring to, the area North Carolina as the colonies. Yep. Um, but I never thought about this thought about it in terms of wellness mm-hmm. um, and like Claire just being such she's the one that they turn to like there was just something really gruesome in this episode and she performed a surgery on someone and um, actually it's very funny. It's very sweet like the sweetest thing that Jamie her husband did for her was get her this like amazing mm-hmm. medical quote unquote medical kit and like presented it to her as a gift. And she was really overwhelmed by that. Anyway, um, I will try to find a login for this that I can share with you. Not on thank the radio. You. Sorry. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I would really I it. I'll take it. <laughs> recommend watching it. Um, and also you, if anyone does listen to this show with any regularity, thank you. If you do, you'll know that I am mildly to very much obsessed with the cut and New York Magazine online and they of course provide the best recaps of this show and I save the (laughs) recap to read till (laughs) I've actually watched it and it's so good so I just you know I love it in so many ways and I recommend watching it that's all about that um so Rachel I'll turn it over to you oh I mean if you want to talk
3: TV I haven't
2: yeah, oh. of course. It's or- it's
3: one of those things where I haven't had chance to watch TV, but when I do, it needs to be something that I don't need to think about so much. Mm. And I've been watching New Amsterdam.
2: Okay, Have I haven't heard of it. Have you into this? No.
3: It's um, a, also a medical type oh, of show. okay. And it is about a doctor that is taking over a hospital and doing things differently and shaking it up and oh. getting rid of the departments that are not doing things for the best of being a good doctor. And mm. so a lot of what he's talking about is how can I help, which you normally don't get that from the leader down within the hospital of how mm. can I help you from every level?
2: Is it modern? Like, is it, it is so- modern. Okay.
3: It is modern. It's today's day and age. Got it. And it's just like it was it makes me cry every time because it's one of those it's kind of tear jerking in the sense of having someone of more power within a medical institution asking everyone from the janitors you know up how can i help how can i make you more efficient how can i make you do a better job wow so that we can be more you know how can we be better for our patients and he like will go on like the streets because it's set in new york um and helping the homeless and doing things differently of something that of his level within the hospital he shouldn't be doing but he's doing it because no one else is going to do it Hmm,
2: what, so, cha- what channel is it on? Or what? where do you get it? Netflix? I, Netflix I've or? been watching it on Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. It reminds me of one other show in a very distant way that I have recommended called The Nick, um, which was on another random <laughs> channel, Cinemax. <laughs> yeah. But it was a Steven Soderbergh um, series starring Clive Owen, who's like almost unrecognizable in it. It's called The Nick. Yeah. And it's about actually hospital in New York in, in the 19 early 1900s. So it's um, I'm sure the tech, you know the technology and the needs for help are different but Yep. Interesting. This hospital drama is always happening.
3: I feel like it's been like that since like Grey's Anatomy even before <laughs> that
2: with ER with George Clooney.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, true. True. <laughs> yes. We can't forget that one. <laughs> no. That was like I
2: feel the first of back in the day. Yeah. Um cool i love that i've never heard of it new amsterdam yeah look at it okay hulu yeah
3: you got to find those things so it was a cord
2: cutter so it's (laughs) hulu or netflix for me yeah so then you feel like that's a show that you can just like just enjoy in the moment and lets you kind of have a little calm or a little like escapism yeah
3: i'm a it's a it's it's i'm on my email a lot yeah so it's something i can put on but watch but still be functional Ah, i see it's okay. that you can de- relax a little bit, but you still have that noise that you mm-hmm. don't have to be fully right,
2: fully committed to. I don't recommend that for outlander viewing. You need to I be th- fully focused. Yeah, that's like <laughs> something where you're curled up and you just watch it without looking at anything else. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, cool. Well, thank you for that excellent recommendation. Yeah. And I'm excited to get to your some recommendations that we can pick up at the Goods Mart eventually. Yes. Um, so maybe if you could start out and just tell us a little bit about you. Like, where did you grow up? How did you form your PR company? Kind of just how did you get here? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's
3: like a fun and interesting kind of like all around the world type of path. Not necessarily around the world, but um, I grew up in a small town in Michigan, Um Pink Conning Michigan, where it's population, I think, of 1,200 Really? Um, it's super wow. tiny, yeah. Um, but it, it, I think through that, it's been able to shape how I've lived the entire time. Um, and then from Michigan, I went to college at Central Michigan did the old school because I'm old school in that way, of like older, Um, and I faxed my resume to the Major League Baseball Commissioner's office when I was in college
2: still. And what they- What got you interested in working for Major League Baseball? It was, I like baseball and I
3: love sports, and it was one of those things where it was just like, dream job, let's fax a resume in. And because it was during the time when you would fax things and they said, okay, come in for an interview. And I was just like, I'm in Michigan right now. I guess I will fly f- to New York for the weekend and came with my mom. And they're like, okay, you have an internship. Um, what year was that of that college? Was, it was my senior year. Um, you know, so two, 2001, 2002. Okay. Um And then I came here for an internship and ended up cocktail waitressing at the Hudson Hotel and Brother Jimmy's and a handful of other things. Because when you have an internship, that's like very little pay, like very, you know, you don't get really paid for internships. Um, You have to make ends meet. It's New York. So two cocktail waitressing jobs. And I met this. It was one of those weird moments where I was coat checking at the Hudson Hotel. Someone came up and was just like, hey, obviously, you're not a coat check person by trade. What else do you do? And so I was just like talking to him and he was just like, I will get you a PR internship if you give me, you know, if you go on a date with me, (laughs) I was (laughs) like, okay, whatever. He gave me his card. That feeling inside your gut, you're just like, ah, I feel like I don't want to go on a date with him, but I'm going to, I still like, he might be able to connect me with someone. Um, So he ended up getting me a job at Lizzie Grubman PR where I started my career um, in PR in, I think it was like 2000. Two thousand
2: two. Okay. What was your perception of what PR was at that time?
3: It was interesting because coming from a smaller town or coming from Michigan to New York, PR is completely different because I had a handful of internships at, um, with a, you know, a the House of Representatives, congressman in D.C., so I knew from the public affairs type of side, mm, okay. I had that type of understanding. And back in the day, it was, like, so much, it was so different than it is today right. because of technology. I mean, we had to do press clippings, and now they're all electronic. We would physically cut out the
2: piece of paper. I actually you know. remember that from one of my internships.
3: Yeah, so you had to do those things, and it was very tangible and, like, hands-on and you had to read physical magazines and go pick up things so it was an old-school way of doing pr um and so coming to new york it was different because it was so fast-paced and it was the socialite scene like there's a lot of other elements added to it versus political then even in addition to you know, what you learn in school or even from a sports side of it too. Right. Right. Um, because when you switch to more entertainment and you switch to more nightclubs, restaurants, it's a completely different beast. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So Lizzie Grubman. So it was at Lizzie Grubman and did a lot of nightclubs, um, and celebrity driven events. Um, and learned a lot from her. She was an amazing teacher and it was like five, I think it was five and a half years of working for her. Wow. Um, and, you know, I was very lucky that she took me under her wing and introduced me to so many different people that I'm so grateful for and learned a lot. But after that time, it was I had been coming back and forth to L.A. a lot of just I kind of like it. I always stayed an extra day or two and wanted to move to L.A. and then opened up um, the West Coast office for another PR agency. And. Mm-hmm. Um, and stayed with them for three years before opening up then my own agency. It will be nine years in January.
2: Wow. Yeah. Congratulations.
3: Yeah, so it's PR's been pretty much almost like a fifteen year fifteen year stink, you know, yeah. of just hitting it hard and learning as much about food, restaurant, nightclubs, you know, the industry and wellness. Because our great consulting, like the PR agency is all food and wellness.
2: Okay. driven. And, yeah. And what like what made you take the leap to start your own agency and what kind of what were some of the early years like like what were some of the things that you thought were going to be different what were some of the things that surprised you
3: yeah starting i mean i'm always a believer and if you're not happy with what you're doing don't do it and that's one of the guiding principles that i've always lived by that if i if i don't love my job i can always find a job because I have always been happy when I was cocktail waitressing, if I was, you know, finding something else, like I feel as though, like if you're not happy, you can find a means of having a paycheck come in and, and doing that. But if you're not happy at the root, what's the point of living the day to day grind of something? Um, so that was the basis of starting more of like my own company And it was never really I wanted to have my own company. It was more of like, I'm not happy with what I was doing. So it was more of, let's figure this out until I figure out what that next step is. But then things kind of snowballed. And one person introduced me to a a client and another person and then another person. then you find someone that you love and you would want them to work with you. So then you hire someone. And then it just kind of goes into this like, oh my gosh, I guess this is a company. Mm. Um, And I think for the first, probably the first like, you know, three years, I think it's like any business that you, and I think it's still today. You don't know really what you're doing. You kind of go with what your gut tells you to do. Right. Um, and then it was after like, after three years and it was probably now for the past six years, like it's our focus is food and wellness and okay. it's CPG it's restaurants and it's wellness and more forward thinking and a little bit outside the box. Those that want to do things differently and change the world and change the food system. And Make wellness things more accessible and educating people on adaptogens or superfoods or anything along those lines.
2: Cool. Well, I definitely want to get into that. I just have one more question about kind of the process of starting your own company. I think in many um, of the people that we've interviewed, you know, on this show or that I've spoken to within our community, you know, a majority women, I think some. It can feel very overwhelming to so like I wanna start my own business and you know I'm really good at PR. I have really great relationships. I know how to write that type of narrative. I think I know the right people to connect with. But feeling very apprehensive, like how do I about certain types of things that they may have not had the kind of education that others have had. Like how do you do payroll? Like how do you set up your insurance? Like, were those things that you kind of learned along the way? Did you have someone helping you with those? How did you get over that type of hurdle if it was one for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's the biggest
3: thing of opening up your own thing is doing it. And I think it takes a lot of energy and time and just confidence within yourself to pull the band-aid off and just well, love do it. Expression.
2: I that expression. It's true, use it. You know, you
3: have to. You have to pull <laughs> right. the band-aid off. It's not going to be easy. You know, it's never going to be easy. But... I guess I'm also a believer in you find people that can help you do what you're not the best at. Because if you don't have a good team together, then you're not going to be at your best. And you have a lot more to worry about that you can't focus on what you're really good at. So if you're starting a business from a PR agency side, I'm not, I was not the best with numbers. I didn't know all of that, but I had other friends that started their own company. So it's like, hey, do you know someone that can help me with my bookkeeping? Do you know that can help with me my accounting? Or what do you do about insurance? What do you do about hours? Like, am I open on this holiday or am I not open up on this holiday? Um, so it's asking a lot of friends, and but just is having the confidence to do it. Because once you do it, then everything flows faster. Because you don't have that oppre- apprehensive of... What if this? What if that? Like, oh my gosh, Like, is, should I not do this? Should I not do this? Just do it because then you have enough people within your resource or in today's age of like email someone, call someone, ask for help. And there's so many different people out there that want to help people succeed. And so it's finding and putting that together, your right team or your family of work family. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing is you can't do everything by yourself. And once you learn that you can't do things by yourself, then it's going to be so much easier. So it's really about that team mm-hmm. and that teamwork and to asking team. for
2: help. Yeah. Cool. Great advice from Rachel Krupa. She's joining us today on Recommended Reading. We have to take a quick break, but then we are going to come back and we're going to talk all about Rachel's new project, The Goods Mart, newly opened in New York City, and she opened a previous location in L.A. Um, so we'll take a short break. Remember to definitely head on over to heritageradionetwork.org. We are a member-supported radio station, nonprofit, so we need all of your help to keep shows like this and the many other amazing food shows live on air on Heritage Radio Network. We'll be back in a few.
0: Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni, the host of Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I was introduced to Le Creuset cast iron skillets many years ago in my first restaurant, Muggsy's Chow Chow in the East Village. Le Creuset has the superior heat retention of cast iron paired with unparalleled performance and the ease of enamel. That means delicious food with easy cleanup. And I love easy cleanup after running my own restaurants in New York for 23 years. Le Creuset original heirloom cookware is backed by a lifetime warranty. Their bold colors and timeless designs allow for an expression of personal style in the kitchen and beyond. Head to lecreuset.com HRN. That's L E C R E U S E T dot com to see all the new products and amazing holiday gift deals. HRN listeners will get 20% off the new Le Creuset cookbook with the code HRN.
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Recommended Reading with Food Book Fair on Heritage Radio Network. Uh, We are joined in the studio by Rachel Krupa. She is the founder of Krupa Consulting, a food and wellness focused PR agency based in LA and New York. And her latest project is called The Goods Mart. It is a reimagined convenience store kind of like if you got to create Seven Eleven, but with all of the products that you would find, maybe in um, like a health store or in a little bit more of like an upscale supermarket. Um, so, without further ado, I kind of want to talk to Rachel about why she made this move from, you know, living in the virtual world of PR and having the focus be a lot on digital communications, and then feeling like you want to take this huge step to create something physical that people can go to. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I love it. It's (laughs) awesome. I really I had the pleasure this past weekend of visiting the New York location. So I can I can definitely speak from experience that it was like a very cool little jewel box, of a store and not what I was expecting I at all. I love that a
3: jewel box. I'm gonna take that.
2: Okay. <laughs> Please do. Uh,
3: no, it's great and it's something and it, you described it perfectly. It's it's like it's 7-Eleven and Whole Foods had a baby. Hmm. That would be the goods. Okay. Um, I the
2: goods. I like yeah, that. Yeah, we just keep it with
3: the goods. I mean, it's the goods Mart, but it's like the, we call it the goods. It's okay. you know, it's finding it in its things that you would find at a traditional convenience store, but better ingredients because nothing in the store has any artificial flavors, preservatives, dyes, you know, GMOs, hormone disruptors, anything along those lines, but you can still have fun with that. So we still have organic slushies and we have, you know, Howie and and Tori and Howard, which is like a better for you starburst or little secrets that are better for you, M&Ms or Kit Kats and, like like likey, like crackers that are taste like bugles of back in the day. And that's like the fun part. It's just like, how do you have everything that you love, but just make it better because there's so many incredible products out there today that have the same amazing taste of what you have remembered from your childhood. Better taste. If I could say now, (laughs) um, But they're doing things differently and they're more mission driven. They know where their ingredients come from. They make sure that their employees are being paid well and they're looking to make a change too.
2: Cool. How, how did this idea come to be? Like, were you just, was it like a Eureka moment? Like, Oh, I was living in LA. I wanted a place I could go to that would have X, Y, and Z. I couldn't find it. So I created it. Or was it more like someone planted the seed? Like how, what, what was the, the start of this idea? It's it's layers on layers of okay. layers actually, it's not, um, and it so wasn't let's like peel it back. An aha moment. Yeah, there was okay.
3: never an aha moment, but it was it stemmed from childhood. Okay, um, there I was obsessed with our Sunoco gas station, and it's like I, I, I feel like the Sunoco gas station I've just talked about so much, <laughs> um, but I loved it. It was like a neighborhood hub for us. It was a gas station like near. You know, I-75, you know, next to highway. But it had the place where we would go to get our milk or egg or cheese, like anything that we would need for, like, the house because it was closer than a normal grocery store to us. Okay. Um. So it was like that corner store almost. But it was that social hub where you would feel, see your neighbors. You might see someone from high school. You know, it was also a gas station, so people were always getting gas there. And so it was, like, that fun place that you would just, like, I want to see someone. I want to hang out or do something. So that's what the place. So it's like, as I got older, we didn't have those places and things were a little bit more transactional where whole foods is great, but it's, 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 you don't have that person. That's when you walk in being like, Hey, how are you today? Or good morning. Mm -hmm. Like, are you going for your normal or, Hey, we got this something in new. Like, I know that you're going to like it based on like
2: everything else that you've been coming into the store for. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, it's an amazing idea. It sounds great, but like, there had to have been something that shifted to be like, okay, this is like what I want to do. And you talked about this a little bit, and then you were like, okay, I'm doing it. Like, I'm taking out a lease. I'm gonna order hundreds of products. I'm mm-hmm. gonna receive hundreds of products. I'm gonna have to figure out my point of sale, like yeah. all of these things. And you still did it. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the hard thing too. And it's one of those things
3: where it, it's, are you a talker or are you a doer? So if you continue to talk about it and it was something I talked about to everyone. It was okay. just like it, it started off. and I haven't really talked about this that much. but it was more started off as it's going into a traditional con- like grocery store and you have everything and then you have this like one little like organic section and it makes you feel like the like is everything else like why am I sectioned off? you know, from the mm. organic section of like why can't you go into a store, a traditional store or a convenience store and have everything be? that of quality ingredients that you want to eat why does it have to be like one small section so at one point I wanted to create like an art exhibit and just make everything of the others of like here's like you know from a scientific standpoint of like red dyes blue dyes they can cause ADHD or these are known to cause like more of like cancer causers and things like that. Like I wanted to create like an art exhibit of being like cancer causers, ADHD causers, things like that, but that was a little too risky.
2: Did you see that um, installation of someone who like knitted an entire convenience store? No, but I really want okay, to Okay, I'll have to show please, it please? to you. Oh my gosh, yes.
3: I'll show it to you. Oh my gosh, yes. So it was like the turn from that, but then it was just like, I can make a business out of this. Like no one's doing it in the sense of, let just like I have fun with it and do it. And I was telling friends and talking about friends with it to, about this concept. And a lot of people were like, that's a really great idea. But I was just like, but are you serious? Like, come on, like be honest with me. But everyone was just like, that's a really great idea of like adding community and having a better for you convenience store that it was just like, okay, let's do this. And I would keep talking about it, keep talking about it. And it was like, okay, let's find a space. And in Los Angeles, I drove by this place. I live in Silver Lake. Yeah. So it's in Silver Lake and this building looked a little bit just like, you know, it looked cheap. <laughs> I think for, for
2: our listeners who are, are in New York, I spent some time in LA last, um, last spring and like, um, yeah, I was kind of struck by like in some, in a neighborhood like Silver Lake or we and Echo Park. Like there, there were, it almost seemed like there were some buildings that were in a great location. Yep but kind of were a little bit standalone or, you know, you're... And and as, a New, like, a New Yorker, I, I, they always left me, like, a little bit puzzled. Like, was this something? Is it going to turn into something? We're yeah. just, you know, in New York now, there's, like, a lot of empty storefronts, but there is, yep. you know, in the main, you know, in Manhattan and in most parts of Brooklyn, like, the buildings to me didn't look... They didn't look as... um I don't know, not available, but I, I know what you're. You're. I'm. I'm trying to articulate. Like in LA, it surprised me. It's just you have a lot more space. There's more space, so, so yes. you have a lot
3: more space, so you can have these unique buildings and unique, the unique buildings, it's unique That's shapes and sizes for. and buildings right. and are the original goods. Like where we just opened six months ago, which is crazy. Is it was an old, crazy enough. It was in the '70s. It was a drive-through deli and dairy. And so when I walked in, I saw this and it had like a really, you know, like for lease sign that wasn't like a, you know, a... a real estate company that i knew it was just okay. like a for lease sign that you probably got out <laughs> like a store right okay. and so i called it and i was like hey can i come and see it I, this is my idea and they're like well there's actually re- refrigerators in the back so there was a refrigeration system but from the 70s that was not to code it was all like wood paneling refrigeration in the back and these beautiful golden doors from like the 70s and it was just like I think it needs to go back to this, like what it used to be. But then it was like a bike shop, and then it was just like these other random stores. But when I walked in, it was kind of like that ah moment that it was just like you need I need to be a convenience store again. Um, And so we kept it pretty much the same shape and size, and like kept the ceilings the same. Obviously, we had to do a new refrigeration system because of that was not like not decode. Um, But it was it was like a moment. But I had no idea what I was doing. And it once again, it was finding an amazing team to help, like a project lead that could help with the construction. And since I do PR and work with restaurants, I asked all of my clients of who what contractors do you love? Like who's an expediter that I can talk to? Um, and like, you know, how do you finance something like this? Yeah. because it was just like, what do I do? And it was just I got a bank loan. so it was it was one of those moments where you're like, okay, let me do this and let me figure out how I can do it a little bit of a backwards way, you know, than I think most people are doing now, but it had all the resources from people
2: that I had from like the PR company that were able to help me out. Mm. Okay. Super cool. And you talk, we've talked a little bit about this in terms of how you infuse like the local flavor Mm -hmm. um, in at the goods. So talk to us like kind of about some of the special products that you have um, in LA and some in New York and maybe I don't know if your eyes are always open and what you're looking for, but um, if there's anyone listening that, you know, has a product that sounds like it's right for the goods,
3: hit us up. Yes,
2: please. Um, I love things that are different and
3: unique. Um, Right now we have like a handful of, in the New York location, we have um, this company Rise Flour, that they make brownies out of spent grains from the local breweries in Brooklyn and they're incredible brownies. That um. are from the grains that, you know, from like the local breweries. Um, and so it's just like, hey, are these non GMO everything? And she's like, yes, 100%. Like, looked at everything. And so we have these amazing brownies that are from Sprint Grains. One of the girls, Nicole, in our office would make us cookies in the office every day. And so she <laughs> oh God, figured out how dangerous. to. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's dangerous, but she figured out how to, um, you know, get the permit so that she is making cookies for the store too. You know, so things she's baked, she now has a cardamom molasses cookie that we sell at the store, and it sells
2: off really well. I had it Isn't the other it good? day. Yes. It's, it's really good. really good because it's not the flavors that I usually love because I don't love, like, those kind of spices. Yep. but. There was something just really delicious about it and the texture excellent. So Nicole, is that her name? Yeah. Great job. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then (laughs) we have
3: like the local um, kombuchas because we want to bring in like the local stuff too. So we have bear's fruit, which is an amazing kombucha that comes in 10 ounce bottles just because from like the research from their scientists that they have on, you know, on staff, there's like, I guess you only need 10 ounces of kombucha that your system can process the probiotics. So you don't technically need 16 ounces. Oh, I've never,
2: I always want to buy kombucha and I do buy it a lot and yeah. there's some brands that I love like Pilot but I'm always like oh that's such a big one yeah okay I need to check this out yeah so Food is really good I love Pilot too
3: they're also a really great local yeah. brand um, but then we also have fun stuff where we have El Adoro sandwiches delivered at 11 a.m. every you know during the weekday just for like the lunch rush we have burritos like Burritos Las Palmas which is like the late Jonathan Gold love him to death like his favorite burritos are in the
2: store daily and they're just so good. I also tried that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to support the goods and try them all out. Try a lot of them out. Yes, so. and did you like it? Yes. I thought it was really different. You know, New York has absolutely we ha- doesn't we don't really have as much of a burrito culture right. as LA. So, um it was yeah, it was like a little more compact and it was different than what I thought it was going to be, yeah. but I really Liked it. And I love that it was like a kind of smaller size. So I felt yeah. like I could like sample it and not, and then just like move on and with that's my like the, day.
3: That's like the LA-ness <laughs> of it. It's just like kind of like morphs and it's like handheld. And so you can eat it on the go, but it has this like textural thing that is just like, kind of just like melts in your mouth
2: in yeah. a way. It's just like, mm, you can't really describe it. It's just like a, like a feeling. Yeah. So when I came in the other day, I was really surprised at like the gamut of products. I, you know, my you know the bodega that that i frequent and i grew up in new york so i, I mm-hmm. did i have a lot of experience <laughs> with bodegas um you know it's you you forget like how many little things are like packed into stores like that yeah. like you're like oh i want like a pack of advil but then you're like oh like my bodega like they'll have like feta cheese like i'm like okay well i want some feta and like okay it's not the world's greatest yep. but it does the trick. Yep. And then, you know, you had such, such cool things like, um, like little hand sanitizers. Um, you, you know, I bought a face mask, um, on your urging. I haven't tried it yet. Um, uh, yeah. So like, how do you narrow down the amount of, of products that you want to It's have hard. represented?
3: It's hard, but I think that's also part of a, having a convenience store where you don't need 15 peanut butters. Mm -hmm. and that's the difference between a grocery store and convenience store you curate what are the best of the best and like what you can have from like a price point of high low um, so that you can have something that's accessible to everything because I think that's another really big part of our store is while we have better for you ingredients and really great products it still needs to be accessible Um, but it's finding the things that you love and like I always say it's like that And I love that I can swear. It's like those oh shit moments when you're like, oh shit, I ran out of toilet paper or oh shit, I ran out of like paper towel or oh, I don't have any more toothpaste. Right. So you have like a lot of those things in there. So you just need from the necessity standpoint of the things that you're like, I ran out of. But you also need like, what are those fun things that you're like, oh, I guess I want to try that from like, you know, the face mask because you're just like, I've had a really long day and like, I feel like that's just going to make me feel good. Um, But then we have like the fun things where it's, you know, your natural condoms and because you have those at every convenience store and that was part of the the process of learning is just going into every convenience store and bodega and being like, what are the things that they have that you're like, oh, we need that. Right. You know, and so those are the things that you look for and you need to have pasta. You need to have the sauce like you when we first opened the first one, we had pancake mix, but everyone was just like, well, where's your maple syrup? And you're like, I guess we need that.
2: (laughs) yeah those customers they'll definitely tell you what you're missing yeah but that's like the fun part (laughs) because then people are
3: also going to be like hey if you carry this too i will buy it every day and so you're like if you buy it every day we'll bring it in for you (laughs) um and that's what we did we had like the reeds like ginger beer and someone wanted the red top like the spicier one so we're like sure let's bring it in for you and he literally comes in every day and has one (laughs)
2: and i love that yeah so beyond you know, clearly being a store and being a utility for whichever neighborhood you're in. Um, I know, kind of part of your goal is also being a community space, yep. and it seems like you're kind of even touching on that by having such such a direct rapport with your customers and with you know the people in the neighborhood. So, kind of talk about the big vision of like how you how you how you're feeling like maybe this can be just the start of something bigger having more you know locations but how it can really be a place for the community
3: yeah and i mean we sell physical goods but the whole essence of the goods is to do good and that's where you normally don't tip at a normal convenience store or grocery store, but we keep the tip function on, but we make it so it's two percent or five percent of like whatever you pay. So we have a dollar twenty five La Colombe coffee. So if you get a dollar twenty five La Colombe coffee, a local organic apple for fifty cents, you're spending a dollar seventy five. You're Tipping basically two cents, five cents, whatever that is. So we're not asking for people to do a lot. It's just like do something. Because I think everyone wants to do something that if everyone does a little bit, it all adds up. And I think it's educating people of how do you how do you how because I believe that people want to innately do better, but no one's giving them the opportunity to. So you're like, why not? It's like two cents, five cents. Like when you go and check out, it's rounding it up. And It's doing that and donating all of our tips, like every single penny to a nonprofit every single month, and we're changing it. So the first month was for the New York City Park Stewardship Program, where they care for the trees immediately around the store. This month, we're doing the Bowery Mission because- during Thanksgiving and the holiday, they have so many more hungry and homeless individuals that are in the neighborhood because it's on Kenmar and Bowery and it's five blocks from our store. So let's continue to do that. Like we are having a community day where people can sign up and we're looking for 35 people on December 8th to take care of the trees in that area and people are like it's winter like what do you need to do with the trees but in order for the trees to stay alive throughout the winter they need to have mulch and they need to be wrapped so that like the trunks can still stay strong and like can like withstand like the you know the weather that every one of us needs to do so it's asking everyone to come together and it's like what i want to do and what we look to do with the goods always is how do you create that moment that it makes it easy for the people in the community to be like, I want to do something. I want to volunteer. I want to do something. But how hard is it? Like, you're just like, which website do I go to? What do I want to do? Like, how do I sign up? Where do I go? We want to do that for you and just be like, okay, every month we're going to do a community event, like come in, look on our bulletin board because we have an old school bulletin board that anyone can put anything up on. Um, We have our tips going into our charity, but then I think the biggest part is just like, what else can we do? And that's like the fun part of being open for that, of being like, what else can we do? In Silver Lake, we just got approved to accept EBT in the SNAP program. Um, we applied for it in New York, so hopefully that then, you know, opens the gate more so that it's the goal is to do good, but also making better options more accessible. Um, and so I think those are the things that are just layered on top of everything else that it's a mission to do good and give people that opportunity. And the good is just like that feeling of like Let's just do be better and feel good about ourselves. But it's the small things. And I think we have to celebrate the small things. And that's like the mission is how do we change things to make us feel just feel just like that warm fuzziness inside on all around. It's it's weird. I get like, oh, it's like this moment of just like someone has to do it and let's just do it together.
2: Okay. I, I can't think of anything better to say about that. Yeah. In your own words. That was pretty unbelievable and you are doing it you're bringing the goods in more ways than one more way than one. more <laughs> wait, goods ways yes it's a tongue twist, twister <laughs> <laughs> um cool well sadly we are running out of time um but thank you so much to Rachel Grupa joining who joined us on our show recommended reading today she told us a little bit about her life story and all about her new project the goods mart which just opened on lafayette street in manhattan so where can everyone find you what's is instagram what's your handle where's the goods mart in new york and la yeah um so thank you so much this was fun i mean i now i have a
3: podcast under my belt and oh it was so good to do it with you so thank you so much for having me on our pleasure um i'm just at rach krupa um, and then The Goods Mar is our handle at The Goods Mar. Um Yeah, cool. we're on all of that. And then we're in New York. We're on Lafayette and Broome. Um, and then in Silver Lake, we're just on Sunset um, in Descanso. I think a lot of people, if you know food, um, Night Market and Silver Lake, we're just down the street from it. Um, it's the good marker. So you're like, okay, Night Market. And then we're near more of like the Josue Frida Maman
2: Center in Soho. Cool. Yeah. My stop when, next time I go to LA is going to be Getting some excellent Pepto Bismol type <laughs> pill from the goods and then going to night market. <laughs> it's so good. A lot
3: of people um, come to us while they're waiting for their reservation okay. to get a slushie and oh. to like walk around and then they're like, okay, okay. And then when I start a reservation. So it's like a pro tip move is like put your name in, walk to the goods, get a slushie, walk back,
2: and then your time to eat. All right. Well, Thanks for leaving us with the best pro tip that there is for the next time we're in L.A. And thanks for coming to New York and for being on the show. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Recommended reading is powered by Simplecast. Simplecast is a popular hosting and analytics platform that allows podcasters to easily host and publish to apps like Apple Podcasts.
3: If you have a podcast or are looking to create your very first, check it out. Try it for free and save half off your first three months at simplecast.com forward slash
1: heritage.